Welcome to another Macquarie Life Church podcast. We hope you enjoy this message. Welcome to another Macquarie Life Church podcast. We hope you enjoy this message. Good morning, church. How are you going? We hope you're going well out there in the online world. Uh, welcome to Pentecost Sunday. Uh, today we're continuing in our series of Where To From Here. And today I want to do a teaching through the uh, book of Acts chapter 2, where we see Pentecost happen in the scriptures. Uh, First thing, happy birthday, Greg Watkinson. Uh, It was your birthday this week. You are my uh, my coffee dealer, my enabler for my addiction. You can get your filthy mitts on the good Colombian stuff, so thank you. But you've also been a pivotal part of getting church online. So we thank you and we honour you. We hope you've had a great day. Um, Last week, Jacques spoke to us masterfully about preparing our hearts and our spirits for Pentecost. And he also taught us to keep one eye on shopping trolleys in in car parks. Um, So we're going to continue the Pentecost theme today. Um, uh, It's interesting, this week we're hearing, if if I'm right, we're hearing that from Monday, uh, churches will be able to start having uh, 50 people in attendance as it goes along. So we'll confirm that, but things are starting to thaw out. Uh, Restrictions are starting to ease and liberties are coming back to us. Uh, So if it is confirmed that we can have people back in the church, um, I'm not sure how we'll do it with the numbers and the cutoffs, but we'll figure out something. If you want to send me a text, I'll sell you a ticket. Uh, It's only 50 bucks. Um, Just we'll keep that arrangement to ourselves. It'll be fine. Um, I'm a little bit sad about the restrictions easing. I'm introverted, so being home is is wonderful. I like that. And (laughs) Someone let an extrovert into the building. Uh, but it's, it's, not, it's not that boring for me at home. I, I, I do find it interesting that one bag of rice we bought had 7,842 grains in it and another one that we bought had 7,864. So, uh, yeah, it's all been happening in the Davidson house. It, it's, quite a, um, it's quite a sad indictment that my isolation life is remarkably similar to my normal life. Uh, so I need to get a hobby. Uh, I started playing chess with a mate uh, during isolation to to try and figure out, is this something I want to do as we keep going on? And and we were playing and he said to me, hey, hey, look, Craig, why don't we make this game of chess a little bit interesting? Uh, So we stopped playing chess. Uh, whatever this hobby is, I'm pretty sure it's going to have to involve some sort of fitness activity because I've... (laughs) I don't know, maybe I'm the only one. I've thrown on a bit of weight during isolation. Uh, But I started, so today I did 10 sit-ups. Um, not in a row. I'm not crazy, but anyway. All right, serious, <laughs> if you can believe that. Pentecost. It's Pentecost Sunday. Uh, Pentecost marks the birth of the New Testament church. This is where church as we know it kicked off. And it's written about in Acts chapter 2. And I want to teach through parts of the passage as we go through it. So let's break it down. I want to start with Acts chapter 2, verse 1 to 8. When the day of Pentecost came, they were all together in one place. Suddenly a sound like the blowing of a violent wind came from heaven and filled the whole house where they were sitting. They saw what seemed to be tongues of fire that separated and came to rest on each of them. All of them were filled with the Holy Spirit and began to speak in other tongues as the Spirit enabled them. Now they were staying in Jerusalem, God-fearing Jews from every nation under heaven. When they heard this sound, a crowd came together in bewilderment because each one heard their own language being spoken. Utterly amazed, they asked, 
aren't all these people speaking Galileans? How is it that each of us hears them in our own native language? So the disciples are all meeting in one place because the Wi-Fi in Jerusalem was dodgy and online church was pixelated. There was a bit of a conspiracy going around in Jerusalem at the time. If you hung out near any of the 1G towers, you might contract leprosy. Um, But Pentecost, they're all together. Pentecost is this huge agricultural festival that happened in Jerusalem. Uh, It would happen after the barley harvest. So they would harvest all the barley and then they'd have this big old shindig to celebrate that harvest. Uh, Ordinarily, Jerusalem would have had a population of about 30,000 people, but during Pentecost, it swelled to over 250,000. So there was people in Jerusalem densely packed in. And anything that happened was noticed. Now, there's a bit of a cultural kicker to to Pentecost. Uh, Jewish people don't refer to it as Pentecost. Pentecost is a a Greek word. Uh, The Jews use this term, Shavuot. And you've got it on your screen there. And Jewish males were obligated to travel to Jerusalem every year, some sort of like a a pilgrimage, to celebrate Shavuot. And during this festival, they would commemorate, it's called Zaman Matan Torah, which is the Hebrew phrase for the season of the giving of the law. And they would remember how God gave Moses the Torah, or the books of the law, on Mount Sinai. And Jews still still celebrate Shavuot today. Um, I'm going to take you behind the great mysterious curtain of Macquarie Life Church. We're actually recording this on Thursday night. I know. Um, Tonight, at sundown tonight, is when Shavuot kicks off for 2020. We are right in the middle of it. And it concludes on Saturday night when nightfall comes. And, and the Jews celebrate the re-giving of the law each year. And it's traditional, on the Thursday night of Shavuot, they stay up all night and read the Torah. They read the books of the law to commemorate God handing the law to his people. Um, for my family, we're going to be celebrating Peter Volandi's day all weekend. I'm going to watch as many rugby league matches as I can because it's back. Thank you, Jesus. They're expecting a worldwide audience of 40 million. This is our chance to shine. Anyway. Um, An interesting fact about Shavuot. Jewish families during Shavuot would eat bread that was shaped like a ladder. And there's a picture of it coming up on your screen. And they ate this because of a Jewish tradition where they believed Moses climbed a ladder to get to heaven to receive the books of the law. Now, if we compare that to what's happening at Pentecost with the Spirit... They celebrate climbing to God to get the law. And at Pentecost, we celebrate that God has descended to us through his Son and by his Spirit to give us grace. So they start, they're hit with the Spirit and the disciples start talking in other languages. You'll notice in verse 2, it says, suddenly. This all happened suddenly. A sound came from heaven. I'm going to believe for you and your family that there are suddenlies coming through the rest of 2020. We've had a few suddenlies in the first half of this year that have kind of knocked us back and forth. So I'm believing that there will be encounters, there will be breakthroughs that maybe you aren't expecting where God is going to bring blessing to your door. Anyway, suddenly the Spirit of God descends like a fire. There are flames that uh, come upon their head and it sets their head knowledge about God alight 
and turns it into passion. They start talking in, in multiple languages. In verse 11, the crowd is saying, we can hear them telling us about the works of God in our own tongue. The literal translation of verse 11 is that the disciples were speaking about the greatnesses of God, the multiple manifest greatnesses of God. And people are hearing about them in their own mother tongue. Now, to understand what's happening here, we actually need to go back into Genesis 11 and wrap our heads around the Tower of Babel. So come with me, let's have a look at this verse. Genesis 11, we'll look at verse 1 and then we'll move to 4 to 8. Now, the whole world had one language and a common speech. I'm down to verse 4. And they said, Come, let us build ourselves a city with a tower that reaches the heavens so that we may make a name for ourselves, otherwise we'll be scattered over the face of the earth. But the Lord came down to see the city and the tower that the people were building. And the Lord said, If as one people speaking the same language they've begun to do this, then nothing they plan to do will be impossible for them. So come, let's go down and confuse their language so that they won't understand each other. So the Lord scattered them from all over the earth and they stopped building the city. Get this. Pentecost is Babel reversed. At Babel, people came together under a misguided purpose to build a tower to heaven based on incorrect assumptions. Uh, they said, we'll achieve greatness for ourselves. They believed that by building this tower, they would be able to dominate creation. Important note, that was something that God had already promised them, but they wanted to do it their way. Another interesting thing, earlier in Genesis, we realised that this mob are led by a dude named Nimrod. Nimrod is Noah's great-grandson. So he's been raised in the aftermath of a great flood that destroyed most of the world. And I've been reading some academics that speculate Nimrod wanted the Tower of Babel built as a way of escape just in case God went back on his promise not to flood the earth again. It was a man-made response in direct opposition to a promise that God had already made. They were saying, we don't trust in your promises, God. We'll achieve power, dominion and security by our own measures. They were determined to have self-sufficiency, not God-sufficiency. So God's put out by this and he sees their self-dependency, he sees their pride and he, he fair gets off his bike. He, he confuses their common language so that they can't understand each other. Uh, in fact, our English word Babel comes from Babel in the Hebrew. He forced the people to scatter so that they would live among those who spoke their own language and thus this great uh, dispersion from, from Babel moved all over the earth and different nations were formed from that point. But now here in Pentecost, in Acts chapter 2, in the upper room, there's another group of people that get together. They're not there to make a name for themselves. They're not there to create a plan B against God's promises. They came to open themselves up to seek God and to receive the spirit that was promised to them. And here God reverses what he did 2,500 years previous. Different languages, different dialects from all over the world 
are brought back together again so that they could once again understand each other and they could be unified to comprehend the mighty works of God. So here we go. Maybe God is asking you and asking me to come down from that tower, to stop forming plan Bs in opposition to what his spirit wants to do. Uh, This Sunday, today, eight years ago, is the anniversary of when my wife and I did our first church plant service, Twelve Stones Church in Melbourne. Uh, It was our launch service, our previous service. We had advertised it. We put the word out. I had made three dozen chocolate ganache tarts for the people, for the thousands that would flood into our wonderful new church plant. We booked a great venue. It all happened One person turned up. He introduced himself to us as St. John of God. And I've got to tell you, I think there was a lot going on behind the scenes for dear St. John. He talked about how he had previously visited 37 Christian institutions and we were number 38. And he was there to assess us if we were preaching the true word of God. He then went on to talk about several bodily functions that are not fit to speak of in in a church service. And we... um. We looked after St. John of God as best we could. We loaded him up with ganache tarts. But inside, we were crushed. And at that point, at that stage, I picked up brick number one of a tower that would take years for God to level to the ground. It was God's wisdom at work. There were things that were going to come across our path in the following years, significant battles with health, that we wouldn't have been able to sustain a church. We wouldn't have been able to carry that load. But I didn't know that then. And so I thought, I'm going to do this my way. The only thing I knew at that stage was that I had 36 chocolate ganache tarts to plough through over the coming week. And that somehow I needed to do things that God didn't. Hmm. Um, I moved away from the promise of God I tried to do things my own way and I depended on myself. And maybe, I don't know, maybe you're a little bit like me. Maybe we're wrestling with a sense of control. Maybe we're wrestling with a sense that I just need to do things to keep me safe in case God doesn't come through, in case his spirit doesn't move and I don't get a breakthrough. I'm going to set up just plan B over here to be nice and safe. Maybe you're building a monument to yourself like I was. In doing so, you close yourself off to the spirit of God who wants to bring that breakthrough into your life. And for me, it was a a season of dryness that came out of that because I was busy building a tower I was never designed to construct. (laughs) We're invited today, Pentecost Sunday, we're invited to rely on the Holy Spirit who can transform our lives and bring about change. Pentecost Sunday calls us to move from self-centeredness and self-sufficiency to Christ-centeredness and Christ-sufficiency. It leads us away from building a tower to building a relationship. Okay, let's talk about Peter. If you know the New Testament, you know that the disciples in the New Testament were not really known for their spines of steel, but here they are almost instantly unafraid to talk boldly about Jesus. They pour out of that upper room and they are all declaring the greatness of God. The crowd thinks they're drunk. You can't be this bold, you, you, you can't be this fired up 
without being intoxicated. What's going on here? And it's amazing how people this drunk can be speaking so eloquently in a foreign language. In verse 14 of Acts 2, Peter, Mr. Foot in Mouth, uh, Mr. Deny the Christ, is filled with the Holy Spirit and this, this bumbling fisherman becomes a lean, mean preaching machine and he belts out the first recorded gospel sermon. He's like, it's, Peter's like, hey, it's not even morning tea. We haven't been drinking. No one's drunk here. This is the fulfilment of a prophecy that Joel put in place years and years and years prior. Peter starts talking about God pouring his spirit out on all people. He says, your sons and daughters will prophesy. Your old men will dream dreams. Your young men will dream visions. You're never too old to be caught up again in the will of God. You're never too old for a new start. You're never disqualified from God being able to use you. You're never too young to be utilised, to be weaponized for kingdom purposes. I've been watching some of the devotionals of the Hope Arise Youth Guys on Instagram. Uh, church, we've got a bright future ahead. There is some, there is some real uh, faith building in our young people. Um, we've also got some people in our, our youth group that are dead set crazy. Um, but you, you do need some fun monkeys around, so we love yous. Anyway, Peter, in Acts 2, verse 38, Peter says this, Repent and be baptised, every one of you, in the name of Jesus Christ for the forgiveness of your sins, and you will receive the gift of the Holy Spirit. They came for Shavuot, they came for the season of the giving of the law, but what they got was the free gift of the Spirit. Day one of the church, when Peter preaches, 3,000 souls get saved. 3,000 people who came to Jerusalem expecting the law received grace and the Spirit of God. In contrast, let's do a contrast here, and this is a bit of a tangent. In Exodus 32, when the law was handed to Moses at Sinai... Moses comes down from the mountain and he sees the, the, the people of God worshipping a golden calf, worshipping something other than God. And the Levites charge through the land and guess how many people they kill? 3,000. At the giving of the law, 3,000 lives were taken. At the giving of the Spirit, 3,000 find new life and new grace. Over and over again, the Spirit has power to redeem people. Those 3,000 3, people that were saved at, at Big Pete's first preach became witnesses for Jesus in Jerusalem and Judea and Samaria and the ends of the earth. There were people gathered at Pentecost from uh, Iran, from Iraq, from North Africa, from Rome, from Asia Minor, and they're all in Jerusalem they receive the gospel and get saved and then they go back to their home countries carrying that gospel. And it explains why the Apostle Paul later in the New Testament would travel to these areas in years following and he would discover believers and churches in those places. It all started here. And it can start for us on Pentecost Sunday here. Even with online church technology, we're reaching countries that we could have never had a physical presence in. God is moving by His Spirit to get the Word out there. 
It multiplies, the word multiplies, the spirit grows and spreads. It moves through time and geography to the point where you and I are now fruit of what Peter started there. Lastly, I want to look at church as an alternative community in human history. It's from verses 42 to 47 of Acts 2. They devoted themselves to the apostles' teaching and to fellowship or gathering, to the breaking of bread and to prayer. Everyone was filled with awe at the many wonders and signs performed by the apostles. All the believers were together, monitoring 1.5 metres, and had everything in common. They sold property and possessions to give to anyone who had need. Every day they continued to meet together in the temple courts. They broke bread in their homes and ate together with glad and sincere hearts, praising God and enjoying the favour of all the people. And the Lord added to their number daily those who were being saved. There's a lot going on here. They're devoted to teaching, so they're a learning church. They're devoted to fellowship, so they're a loving church. They're breaking bread, so they're a communing church. And that's not just communion. It's, it's sitting down, having meals. Maybe I'm a bit crazy here, but I think the iteration of the church after COVID, hospitality, is going to be a key gift that we have to give the world. They're a praising church and they're a generous church. Have a look at this. They pooled their resources to help. Now, if you read later on in Acts, it seems that this let's sell everything we've got and give it to the poor was a temporary thing because it had some problems. And in Acts chapter 5, we see some big money issues that caused Ananias Ananias and Sapphira some major dramas. So it didn't last, but the intention was there to bless the community with everything that they had. Some critics of the early church suggest that they are practising communism. I don't think it's communism, I think it's communism. Communism is enforced participation. Commonism is voluntary participation, where we willingly give. We willingly help those amongst us who need it. It's an overflow of the heart. And all these things that we see in the Acts Church are things that you, Macquarie, are doing so beautifully. And can I encourage you, in in the season to come, we're going to do more of that. We're going to be loving. We're going to be communing. We're going to be generous. We're going to be a a learning church. We're going to be a praising church. God is calling us to champion these things onwards into the future, to become that alternate community. So where to from here? Firstly, we're going to have to go back to go forward. It's a little bit back to the future here. We're going to come back to church. The restrictions, as we're hearing, are being eased. And soon we'll get to meet again. And I've missed this. I've missed you. I've missed communal worship. If you're reading the media in, in, in America, they're, they're scared of singing in church because it can spread the germs. So to go to church, they have to wear a mask. And if you're within 1.5 metres of me, you're going to have to hope that mask is soundproof. I need to be mindful of this. Church is not a TV show. When we come back to church, I want to make sure that my heart is prepared to be part of a congregation not an audience. I'm determined to come back as a true gathering, not as an observer, to pitch in, to make it happen, to have a go. When the doors open up again at Macquarie, let's bring our hope, let's bring our faith, because we are the church. The the bricks here, the walls, the floors, that, that ain't the church. You and I, we're the church. 
We are what is coming back together. And this is what God says about you in Genesis 28, 17. This is Jacob speaking. How awesome is this place? This is none other than the house of God, the gateway of heaven. So when we get back together, let's come back together with our hearts ready to have a glimpse of heaven through those gates. Okay, next thing, we're going to go out to bring others in. We're going to take the word to Cardiff, to Newcastle, to Lake Macquarie and to the ends of the earth. We're called to be the light of the world, not the light in the church. There is a world out there that needs us more than ever with what we've come through. So let's be an active and vocal presence, speaking with the boldness of God, his goodness, his mercy and his love to those that need to hear it. And lastly, we need to go down to go up. You don't need to climb a ladder to get to God. You don't need to build a tower to reach heaven. By his spirit, heaven bends to meet us. God is inclined towards us. Maybe God is calling you down from that tower because he is leaning towards you by his spirit. He wants to get into your world, get into your heart, set you ablaze for him. We're going to enter a time of reflection and prayer and our creative team have got an item for us that they'll, they'll put on. And I'm going to ask you, take this time to pray. Take this time to reflect on God and to invite his spirit in. Ask the Holy Spirit to fill you. There's an open door to his presence here. Ask him to give you that boldness to speak out when he prompts you. There are some areas where your voice needs to be heard. Ask him to give you that flame within for the calling that's on your life. And ask him to remind you of the promises that he has made and that he will deliver. And this one's for me. I need to make sure that I'm leaning on him in complete dependency rather than trying to do things myself. There's another group. While we're singing this, this song... Maybe you're here and you're thinking about God, you're thinking about Jesus and, and, and the Spirit of God and you're thinking about becoming a Christian, someone who follows Jesus and has the Spirit of God indwelling within them. In his sermon, Big Pete says, call upon the name of the Lord and you will be saved. You Listen, you don't need to sign up to membership, you don't need to become a part of this church, you don't need to tithe. There's nothing you need to do apart from calling on the name of the Lord and he will meet you where you are at. He will infill you with his spirit. And he will become a guide and a leader and a friend. There's breakthrough available for you through the Holy Spirit. So as we enter into this time, open your heart up to him. Can I pray for you? God, we, we need the Holy Spirit more and more in these present times. I ask God for everyone who is watching today, that your spirit would come in power, that it would fill us afresh and satellite those things that need to shine for you. I ask God that you would give us boldness, not only to speak of your greatness, but also boldness to walk in faith and to believe your promises. We love you, God. We invite you, Holy Spirit, come and have your way. We surrender on this Pentecost Sunday to you. In Jesus' name. Amen. Thank you, Macquarie. 
Thank you for listening. We hope you have enjoyed this message. For more information, please visit macquarrylifechurch.com.au. Thank you for listening. We hope you have enjoyed this message. For more information, please visit macquarrylifechurch.com.au.